It was funny, sure. Like by the time I left them, I'd carry the bloody uh, the, the 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 bead shooters and everything down halfway down the mountain with them. You know, <laughs> like he he wasn't letting me leave without doing a bit of work as well. You know? <laughs> I don't know who you are, but welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. Sit back, relax, and listen about cameras, gear, settings, stories, and all things photography. Join Darren on Ireland's Best Photography Podcast. Let's go. You're very welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. My name is Darren. I'm your host as usual today, but I'm joined by somebody else who's been on the podcast a number of times before, and we're here to discuss a topic which is something I've really, really enjoyed over the times we've done it, but we haven't done that long period of time, so I said I'd bring it back. So it's the Sunday Showcase with special guest host, Mr. Bernard Garrity. How's it going? Bye. <laughs> well, bye. I just find, um, since I'm living down here in Dingle, every second word, and I know it's probably a Cork thing, but everything's bye. <laughs> <laughs> How's the Kerry accent coming on? You seem to be practicing enough anyway. Do, do you know, it's actually, um, like, I'm definitely one, like, to say to someone, if you know, they, they live in a certain location for a certain amount of time. It's like when you cup, cup yourself on and and just get back yeah, to normality now. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, when you're talking to them down here, it's so hard. Like, you do find little twangs in yourself. So um, it's it's a bit funny. I don't really think about it, but there is certain things certain people have said. And said like, you know, you're only down here a few months, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So have you changed your favorite word from uh, to feck? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> no, I'm still gonna. I'm still coming. Gonna come in with some as and as. <laughs> ah, yes, that's okay. We leave them in. Everybody knows you have loads of videos, so I won't cut them out anymore. I gave up on that one a long time ago. <laughs> tell me, <laughs> tell me, come here. I know we've been chatting there regularly in the last number of weeks, anyway. Um with the clubhouse on this on the Friday. So I know pretty much that you're down in Kerry and you're loving it and you're getting some really, really nice conditions. And I'm really jealous as always of you being down there. But like I can't wait to get back down to Dingle, man. I really, really can't wait to get back. I mean now we're released, we can go in the county. I went down to Beira and I said I'd go as far away as I could. But like next step for me is Dingle. So like how long more have you got there for? Um so have till the end of May, start of June. Um, but we're actually going to try stay for the summer. Uh, we have a few people, you know, looking at places. We've got to know a lot of people. I'm literally just back in from playing like six aside, you know, with obviously 11 other guys from down here. So I've got to know quite a at lot of people age. fairly fast. Jesus, man. I used to think I was young. Holy Jesus. <laughs> 34 <laughs> isn't young. I used to oh, think yeah. I was inv invincible, you know. Um, and and as I said to you, you know, I'm not fit. I'm just stupidly stubborn. And, you know, I'm like a terrier running around the place, but I know I will suffer after. But it's great being down here. I'm hoping to spend the whole summer down. Uh, last Sunday, just gone. Weather was just unbelievable. And I felt like the whole of Ireland was down here. Um, mm. You know, so a mm. few naughty naughties coming down outside their county. But can you really blame them? Not to Dingle anyway, to be honest. I mean, it is stunning, like I say. It's my favourite place well, to go, and I just can't wait to get back there. Hopefully you're still there when I get done. Yeah, please, God. But, like, uh, listen, there's people coming from different counties, and it's clear to see, but it's so easy to distance down here. You know, mm. like, 
It's true. Even with the crowd down here, you still had nothing compared to what you're seeing in Dublin. It's a joke. Like it's it's a pure joke that you have um the same rules in Dublin as you have down here in Kerry or other rural parts of Ireland. It's absolutely mm. a, absolute insanity. You know, absolute mm. insanity. Um and realistically you're easier to probably be caught out down here because you've not as many people. So if you were outside your five K when it was here, you were easily caught because there was less people here. Um now why I moved down is because I didn't need to leave my 5k because there was so much in that but in yeah. general man you, you see the easy easy targets being kind of targeted all the time because you have so many people on the beaches and on the canal sides in Dublin in massive groups and there's no one being touched you know mm-hmm. um, and there's every kind of rule being broken but Listen, we're hopefully getting back to some normality. It's great to see people down. I had a great buzz Sunday seeing so many people around and it was nice to have that little glimmer of hope for the, the summer, you know? Absolutely, man. I can't wait, like I said, to be able to breathe in that wild Atlantic air by it is class. So, you know, like, and you say about picking up little colloquialisms, you said, Jesus Christ, there a second ago. So, uh, <laughs> That's, do you know what, right? It's it's great down here, and if we have time, I don't want to be definitely don't want to be taking over the podcast because it's yours. But like, I remember being at this lovely lake just off the Connor Pass one morning, and uh, when I walked up through private land, and I wasn't sure if I was allowed, so I went on. They said if someone stopped me, fair enough. So I got up to the lake, beautiful conditions, lovely light, lovely waterfalls, coming down then along this old track, and a farmer there with his, with the sheep. And he looked up and I looked at him and we kind of walked towards each other and we start having a chat. And he asked what I was doing. I told him I was taking pictures and he said, that's great, no problem. And I, I, I must have chatted to him for about an hour. So mm-hmm. very quickly, right, man, some of the stories and it just typifies Kerry, right? Typifies Kerry and you wonder where the Healy Rays get it from. So the first one was, you know, uh, do, you, do you like a pint? I'd like an old pint of Guinness now. Oh, Jesus, I used to be fond of a pint now, but I just I couldn't drink now. Could you not? No. Jesus, no. I remember there one time I was down in Clahan, and sure, Jesus, didn't we have a lock-in? And they said, you're not leaving, Michael John, until you play a few tunes. So sure, didn't I get out the box? And I sat in the box and played a few tunes, and I was tapping away, and sure, every time I sang a song and played the box, I got a pint. Before I knew it, he says it was four o'clock in the morning. Finally, they let me out. I'm sure I was up with the sheep at six. And he says, if you walk back up that, if you walk up back up that track, about 500 meters, there's a little old spring that bubbles out of the ground. And he says, the next morning, I got up and I was fucking dying. And I had to go to the sheep. You know, the sheep weren't going to feed themselves, so I had to go to the sheep <laughs> and see that little spring. He says, I went up, I was dying. The mouth was so dry. I fed the sheep and I lay at the side of the spring for about three hours with my tongue hanging out, <laughs> taking in any possible sup of water. <laughs> and it just, it, it just typifies. And again, like, listen, another funny story, but another very quick story, right? He says, he was in Cork at a trad fest. You know, I said, I was in Cork. Oh, no, no, I, I don't, it's not true. It's not true. A Kerry man never right? leaves Kerry. <laughs> right. Now this is, this is brilliant, right? So I got checked to a guy in Czech Republic and sure, we'll say, I, I don't even remember his name. But we got chatting anyway, and sure, Jesus, he loved the trad music. And I said, Jesus, you must come to Kerry now, you know, the next time you're over. And he says, oh, you know, I'll come over, I'll come over. And it's about five years later. I sure I was up doing the turf, up doing the turf in the bog. And the wife brings me on the telephone. 
you know. <laughs> hey, Michael John, there, there's Aladdin to lead there now. You have to collect them off the bus. You know, who, who is it? Oh, I don't know, some foreigner. So, <laughs> and uh, have you have you a number? And she says yes. So can you take down the number? So of course he takes down the number anyway, and he rings this phone. Hello, it's Michael John. You know, you're ringing my home place looking for me to collect you. And oh, Michael John, you know, it's me. Um, you know, whatever his name was, it was a Goran, a Goran from Czech Republic. Oh, <laughs> Goran from Czech Republic. I, I, I met you in Cork, and you know, you told me to come visit in Kerry. Sure, Jesus, I'd forgotten about him, he says. <laughs> <laughs> so I cast my mind back, and should I remember who he was? So I says, Gordon, it is not a good time. I says, I'm out foot and turf. And he says, well, I'm on the bus now, Michael John. Where are you? He says, I'm in Castle Island and I'm going to be in Tralee. I'll collect you in an hour. But by Jesus, you better be able to foot turf. <laughs> <laughs> so, three months, three months he stayed with him. And he said, he sure he came over with Nair and Arsenal's trousers. And so I had to feed him. I had to bed him. And so, but I made him work. <laughs> Brilliant. so that's the that's the good thing about living down here like you just you don't get that anywhere else you know absolutely man absolutely there's nothing like it you know and i mean it's the stories like that that make ireland so yeah i mean you yeah. know goran would have had a great time anyway so doesn't he go back and tell all his friends about what he did for three well, months i tell you he went he he, he, he after foot and turf now, I'd say he went home. He went home now with arms like Popeye, I'd say. <laughs> he probably did, yeah. He probably did. He went tired into the gym down in Dingo. Oh, <laughs> but he, he he was saying about Goran, you know, and how he was going into the shop. And, uh, you know, he he said he'd no money. And Michael Johnson, what do you do with no money? Ah, well, I don't believe money makes you happy. No, but when you went to the shop, you'll know that feckin' money needs to buy your feckin' food. <laughs> <laughs> so that's... Yeah, that's like like yeah, that's like that's what, what I love, and and he said, you know what, he great great gas crack with him and stuff like that. But um, and, and but that's the whole, you know, we talk about Kerry man jokes, and we we slag the Kerry man, but realistically, I think we all love the Kerry man, your average Kerry man, like and these stories, and and they're stories I've told to twenty people, and you never get sick of telling them because they're so funny, yet obviously so true. So obviously you've told that story a few times because you've practiced the accent. A hundred percent. You had it down. Like it was funny, sure. Like by the time I left them, I'd carried the bloody uh, the, the 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 bead shooters and everything down halfway down the mountain with them, you know. <laughs> like he he wasn't letting me leave without doing a bit of work as well. You know? <laughs> but um, no, he said, listen, and the best thing about it, he said, listen, you're welcome, you know, on the land anytime, up to the lakes and waterfalls anytime you want. And asked Brilliant. what I did and told him what I did and said, well, listen, feel free to bring the groups as well. So it's a nice little exclusive location to, to have the permission to go to too, you know. So it was good to have the chats, but it's always good to have the chats. And speaking of having the chats, what are we doing here tonight? Are we talking about Bernie <coughs> Garrity and how much he's after falling in love with Dingle and turning into a Kerry man? Or are we here to talk about something else? Maybe you can introduce what we're here to talk about since you are the guest host. So, yeah, well, you've asked me to pick three images um, to talk about on from the Shunde showcase, um, which Correct. I have picked three. Um, might even pick four. Remember the last time? <laughs> but um, and yeah, sure. We'll also do the Insta Spotlight as well. So will we tell them who the Insta Spotlight is, or will we wait? Ah, oh, we wait. We leave. Should they know anyway from seeing by the title? So you might as well just yeah. No. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. So no, looking forward to it. It's nice to you know. It's nice to actually not be the one to do the research for a podcast, and it's nice to be the guest. And we've obviously helped each other out a lot in the in the past, and we'll do again in the future. So. It's a nice little collaboration and, you know, uh, interconnection, I suppose. 
Yeah, and thanks for coming on, man. And exactly that. So this is the turn of the Sunday showcase. We haven't done it since the start of the year. Um, one of the things with it is that people on the Facebook group will um, you know, post images every Sunday at seven o'clock. And it's really, really, really good to see the quality of images that happen every week. We've been doing it a number of times, but like I say, I haven't done it since January. Now, what will happen is I will pick three images and Bernard will pick three images. I don't know what three images Bernard has picked. He doesn't know what three images I've picked. And we did get a match, which was the first match we ever got uh, on the whole amount of times we've done it. So let's see if we get a match uh, this evening. So we're picking the images there from the uh, Sunday Just Gone. Date is today, the 27th of April. So it's from the 25th of April is when we're um, picking the images. So everybody that entered images on the group, thanks very much for doing it. I think there was 78 images and some quality images. So it's very hard, as always, Bill, to pick just three images. But... We'll give it a go. We'll pick three images and we'll talk about what we like about the images. And maybe, just maybe, we will get a match. So, since you're the guest, I'll let you go first. Bernard, what's the first image that you picked? So, the first image that I picked, which I think is an image from... Is it... it uh, I actually don't know. I, I thought at first it was Bally Cotton, but I'm not sure. Um, Sinead Salter. Um, it's a beautiful long exposure uh, seascape and it seems that it's either sunrise or sunset. Could even be Dingle. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where it is, but it's a beautiful, lovely pink sky, beautiful sun, um, but nice long exposure on the water. But it's it's foreground porn is what I would call that. Um, it's just beautiful, lovely leading lines with the rocks. You know, the long exposure, not breaking the tops of the rocks, real calm, long exposure water with the rocks sticking out which I think is very pleasing. I think from a, a you know a composition point of view, it's very nice. There's nothing obvious that are, that's clipped. Um, in general, you've got a nice little mound with you know either a lighthouse or a stone or of some sort or a cairn on top of it. And it, ideally, you would want that in the center, but it balances nicely with the sun over the far left of the image as well. So um, I think from a, a, a composition point of view, I think it's quite pleasing. Um, the only thing I would say to make it a perfect image would be just the horizon is ever so slightly off, ever so slightly. Um, so that's the only thing I would say about it. Um, so I would say to Sinead, if she listens, uh, to straighten that and print it. That's what I would say. It's really, really beautiful image. Ding, 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 ding. We have a match. Ding, 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 ding. We have a match. I knew it. I knew it. And I picked that image because for all the reasons that you mentioned, I mean, I know Sinead, she's a lovely woman and she, you know, has some fantastic shots. But this to me, because I missed the sea so much, it was like, oh man, look at that. It is foreground porn, as you say. There's beautiful movement in the water. You've got the sun as well, you know, just on the horizon. It's perfectly you know, exposed. I think it's a phenomenal shot. So yeah, we have a match. One, uh, one for one or one. Yeah, one for one. Yeah. Wow. Now, okay. Yeah. So, do you do you know where that image is taken? Um, because she doesn't say in the in the. In I the think image. I think it's East Cork from memory. Um, it right. looks, uh, like the tower that's over on the island just off, uh, Nakadoon. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm not 100 percent sure. But that's what it looks like to me. But yeah, phenomenal image, and uh, yeah, well done, Sinead, because. Like it's caught all of our eyes and I think it's a great shot. And as Bernard say, I actually think that's fantastic advice. Just a slight little straight on the horizon and print it because it's beautiful. And it's an image that you come back to anytime you'd miss the sea and go, yeah, look at that. Yeah, it's it's an image that I would, you know, I'd be very happy to get. I'm all I'm I'm not mad like big, big into seascapes. You know me, I like my big vistas and stuff like that. 
I do love going trying to get some very unusual stuff at the sea in terms of like dominant foreground leading through. But in terms of this kind of foreground, which you've got lovely lines leading out of the image into the rest of the image, I just, especially from a um, a, a landscape view rather than portrait, I, I tend to get a lot of portrait ones. And mm. this being a landscape one, I just think is very, very pleasing. Yeah, it's beautiful. Well done. Well done. Okay, so I'll go next. So since, you know, maybe we'll get two for two. Who knows? Might be the shortest yeah. podcast ever. We never know. Um, <laughs> the, the second image that I uh, picked was one that you wouldn't think I'd pick, actually. And it's something, as I miss to see so much, but this image actually drew me in. Uh, and there's something about it which is mystical and magical for me. And it's an image in Glendalough by Paul Moore. And the image, to me, when I look at it, I'm drawn in because there's beautiful light in the sky. There's beautiful layering in the background. You've got trees up on the right-hand side, which are silhouetted by the, the, the light that's coming from behind. You've got the tower, and then you've got the, the foreground. And the foreground is dark, but you go past that foreground to see the tower that then you're led, led through the image up as far as the light. And it's just something intriguing that really captivated me about the image. There's a lot of beautiful images, like I said, that were posted. But this one, to me, it just it just struck a chord at me. I was thinking, you know, I've never really photographed around that area. And to me, when I looked at that, I went, yeah, OK, maybe I want to go photographing. It's not it's not the typical shot you see at the lake. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, it's further back, um, but it's not sea or water. But for me, yeah, that was the image that uh, I picked. Yeah, I was actually going to pick that. Um, I know Paul very well. Paul's coming on a good few trips, actually. Such a nice guy and um, very good at marketing himself. Um, you know, I remember having a conversation with him. I think it was in Iceland and he was doing uh, like accounting, financial advice kind of thing. And we talked we talked about him going professional and stuff like that. And I think within like kind of six months, he'd gone and he just took the plunge and he'd never looked back. Um, so it is a really nice shot. If I was to be ultra critical, I'm not even sure if we're doing constructive feedback here. I don't like using the term constructive criticism because it's, it's not a criticism. It's a bloody photograph. You know, sure. so I love constructive feedback instead. Um, I really love the shot, and Paul has many shots uh, from in around this angle as well. You know, um, he's got beautiful shots of the, the 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 old church and stuff like that, and that round tower. Um, but I would say just where the round tower meets the silhouette of the mountain in the background. Now, again, it's easy to say he mightn't have been in a position to do it, but I would like to see him take the image from a little bit higher just to grab a little bit more separation between the, the top of the tower and where it hits that silhouette line on the, the mountain. So that it would have been nice to see it framed a little bit rather than actually touching it. But looking past that, it's a it's a superb image. Yeah. Did you pick it? No? No, I didn't. I didn't. I was going to pick it. I was. Um, and, you know, I'd seen it quite early. Um, but what I did pick is a, a, a shot from Keen Ryan, very good friend of mine. Um, and uh, it was pure uh, his astro shot a shot he'd been after for three years and i know what it's like to want a shot you know after a year two years three years and that relief when you finally get it um so it's a beautiful shot of keen sitting on a rock i think it's in rocky bay i think rocky bay yeah, yeah rocky and bay. he's it's it's in a beauty so he he set the camera up in a what's a little cave and he has the milky way in the center of the image with him sitting on a rock and the head torch and then the cave, uh, you know, the outline of the cave, um, you know, uh, framing the image, which is a beautiful image. But Keen, not just about this image, he's, he's been very dedicated in the last 
a couple of months, um, you know, six months or even a year into his Astro. And he's put him and Max Snap have put big, big effort in to improve the Reddit. And so uh, Delighted Keen finally got the shot. And uh, yeah, so that's the image that I picked. Well, we were actually very close so, to have another ding, 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 ding. But I predicted it because I knew that you would pick that image because I love that image too. But I said, mm. you know what? It's a phenomenal shot. I didn't pick it, not because I didn't like it. I love it, but I didn't pick it because I knew that it would be a match. But I think mm. absolutely um, he did a phenomenal job. And it's like, you know, persistence, 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 and eventually yeah. you will get it. And well, he's after getting a number of them as well because of that. It, it's something, and I have used, like ever since he told me this, so Dave Whelan, who owns Whelan Cameras in Limerick, he always told me, persistence beats resistance. And I swear I must have used that term hundreds of times since he told me a few a few yeah. years ago. It's literally perfect when it comes to photography. And that's a fine example. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, look, not only that, but like the, the cave to get the, the, the photograph composed there. Right. With the Milky Way coming into it to be able to have the rock as well, where he's positioned. The whole shot comes together perfectly. And I yeah. don't think you could. Even even the Milky Way, like you looking, going, wow, man, look at that! Like that's like something that you'd see, you know, from New York Tenerife trips. But perfected the art of taking photographs from the night sky because, as you say, he's put the dedication into it. And himself and Max Snap have done phenomenal shots. So yeah, um, we don't have a match, but I did pick it per se. But I didn't pick it because we'd had a match. Well, do you know what? Like, and and what I think could be a cool idea. We always tend to stretch it a little bit when we do the the you know the tree that we pick from the, 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 sun, the Sunday Showcase. So um, I'd be happy also to give an honourable mention to someone, a very nice woman, you know, after I pick my third one, if I can, um, because it's a nice, pleasing image. But I'll go with my third option. Um, and it was hard because you've, you've got a good thing going uh, with people. Hang on, you still got to give, I still got to give you my oh, second option. Yeah, go, 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 go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm breaking Sorry. my rules already. Like, break, just because you thought we had a match, like, is it? Rules are um, made to be broken. This is true. This is true. Um, the next image for me is one, and it's not because I'm from Cork, but it's an image of Cork, and it's an image taken by Rob O'Connor, and it's a night photograph, and it's just something which is different, and it's something I didn't know was even there. So there's new buildings that they're after doing in the port of Cork. Um, so they're kind of revamping the whole area and, you know, you've got um, the new uh, hotel that's been the next to the train station and then you've got a couple of other office buildings which have been built as well. And Rob has taken a photograph here of lights that are shining straight up from the building. It's probably some sort of launch that they're doing with the hotel or the building, I'm not quite sure. But he's taken the photograph from across the river, which is over by the old RH Hall buildings. And he's used a puddle that's in the front to give a bit of a reflection as well of the buildings on the other side. And when I, again, similar, I suppose, to Paul's shot, when I first looked at it, I was, what's that? Where's that? I thought it was somewhere in the US because you see the light that shines up to the sky from the, um, the Twin Towers Memorial. Yeah. But when I first looked at this, there's another shot as well that he'd taken when he was over closer to the building. But this one, when I'm looking, kind of said, what is that? Because it's a lovely you know, beam of lights that's going right up. Um, so, yeah, I think it was a great shot. And Rob is a fantastic photographer as well. I mean, he takes an awful lot of different photographs at night around Cork. Um, and actually, I remember I first got introduced to Rob because Rob worked for works for Atlantic uh, Flight Centre. 
and my wife got me a present of a, fl a flying lessons and I had no intention of doing flying lessons. All I wanted to do was go up on the plane to take pictures. So <laughs> I, 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 I rang and I said, I got this thing for flying lessons. Like, but um, I got ended up talking to Rob and he was like, listen, no bother, man, you can do that. And in fairness to him as well, he was quite helpful too, to watch out for the weather from what they would know from the conditions that I'd wanted. So yeah, yeah that was a phenomenal trip that I got to fly over the whole of Cork Harbour and Cork City. Um, but yeah, that's how I would know Rob. But yeah, I, I really, really like that shot. Like I say, it's something that drew me in. And if I didn't know it, or uh, I, I didn't know that it was from Cork, I'd be going, yeah. where is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's a beautiful shot. Nice little reflection. Um, and yeah, it's it's mad. Like it must be, it it would remind you straight away of the Twin Tower, seeing that beam going up because, you know, it's, it. you know, I think we should, there should be more of these kind of things done, you know. Um, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with the area. Um, obviously, it's been a long time since I've been in Cork, but it's nice to see these kind of things being done. And you know, Cork's an unbelievable city. So, yeah, it's it's um, there's two people sitting there as well. So I'm assuming I'm just gonna assume one of them maybe him and maybe a partner or something like that, or they could be just two randomers. So, um, it'd be a nice little view to just be sitting there as well, admiring. And and you know what, sure. like. I suppose we could call it street photography and street photography is an art in itself because I just see like, I, I'm very conscious, you know, when you go into like Dublin and stuff like that, because people are looking at you and I say kudos to the lads who do the street photography because they're doing mm. all sorts of mad stuff, you know, mm. while everyone must be looking at them saying, what are those guys doing? You know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Street photography is an art in itself. Absolutely. So, so you didn't pick that. So we are one match. One potential match. Now, and so one no yeah, match. Yeah. So I'm going to the third image I um, I'm gonna pick is a lighthouse image from Breed O'Neill. And ah, okay. Breed is very nice, very nice person. Chatted to her an awful lot. Um and I just think it's I think yeah, Balbriggan, I've just seen it now, Balbriggan. Um so Balbriggan Lighthouse, and do you know what? It's not your you know, moonrise, moonset image that you would see where it's big and it's dominant. It's got a lot, there's lovely detail in the lighthouse on the very bottom third. And then you've got lovely blue sky around it and throughout the rest of the image. And then in the top third, you have this nice faint um, moon as it's it's setting in the early morning. Um, actually, it's moonrise, sorry, moonrise. So it, it's just lined up perfect, um, not too much detail. It's It's a pleasing image. It's very, very pleasing image. And, you know, like these are the images that I think you print, ones that are easy on the eye. I've learned over the past, you know, few years of, of doing my photography that, you know, when you get those amazing skies, you go and you print it and you put it up in the wall. But it, as you learn more and as you get more experienced, you're like, you know what? They're not the type of images I want on my wall. I want something that's nice and pleasing that is nice and pleasing to your eye rather than actually dominating the room as you walk in. And that image, uh, like Sinead's as well, actually, Sinead's would be like that, be very, very simple, not a massive amount going on in it. And mm -hmm. like Breezer, I think that's a great printer. You got a lovely blue door, um, you got the red um, safety barriers around the top of the lighthouse and then the moon above it. So it's, it's just a really beautiful shot, especially they say you can't get shots with blue sky days and all that kind of stuff. So, Images like that uh, prove it wrong. 100%. Where is it? It's a Wicklow lighthouse. No, uh, Balbriggan in County, County. Dublin. Yeah. Mm. yeah. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I love that shot as well because, you know, I do have a fascination, well, I did have a fascination with the moon when I had a time to be able to go and photograph the moon when the time was right. But yeah, absolutely. it's a great idea, as you say, or a great example, rather, of being able to take a shot with a blue sky day. I mean, for the moon, you need a blue sky day. So, yeah, it's, yeah, like it's, and as I say, it's not dominant in the image, but you can see that it's there. And sure. it's, it's like, there's an image, like I would struggle to f- see that shot, I think, you know what I mean? So, Breed's very creative like that. She 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 does put an awful lot of shot, like kind of stuff like that. So um, I think it's I think it's just very nice, very pleasing, and again another one that I would recommend to print. And you know what you say it there about printing, right? Um, like I know you've gotten a number of images printed now recently as well. Yarrow has done some printing for you. He does a phenomenal job of printing the photos, but it really does mean a lot when you actually have your image in your hand, because you you never mm-hmm. get to touch it. You never ever ever get to touch it. Um, when it's on the screen, you're touching the screen, same thing as you're touching everything else. But when you have your image, yeah. and even if it's in, in a frame on a wall, there's a tactile feel to it. And I think that's 100%, I think, important. Print your images, even if you're never going to have it blown up huge, but print it. Because you'll yeah. find as well that I, I remember before I printed some images, and I haven't printed images in a while because every time I turn on the printer, it has to clean itself. So it uses a shed load of ink. But um, I would have print images a lot and you can fixate on a small point of an image on the digital screen, which just becomes completely irrelevant on the print. And I think that's where the point is that print your image because you will really see what the image looks like rather than being lit up, backlit by a screen or by a phone as well. It's actually standing by itself on on a paper. And like if anyone is new to printing, now listen, I am by no means an expert on printing, but if someone is very new and they don't print many images, um, you know, maybe get a small test print done first to see what it's like. And because, you know what to say, you should up, up the, um, because you're looking on the back of the screen, you should up the exposure by 10% and all this kind of stuff. But also another little tip, um, you know, which is huge. And I use this mostly for, well, this is just for editing in general, like treble check, you know, for dust spots. Um, mm. and, and the best way I find to do that is really open the dehaze, bring that dehaze right up to 100 um, and it should you should see any of the bigger dust spots or any even the more faint dust spots, especially if you're going to to, to print the image. There's nothing worse than printing an image um, and then realizing that there's dust spots in it as well. Absolutely. Where'd you learn that tip on the Irish Photography Podcast around two years ago? <laughs> <laughs> no, I learned it myself over the years. Printing yeah. so much bloody tripe. <laughs> it's, it's true though. You know, there's nothing worse, nothing worse than when you print an image. And then you're like, I have one uh, that I have got. I got it done on uh, acrylic. And every time I look at the image, all I see is a yeah. dust spot. Nobody else sees a dust spot, but I see the dust spot. And I'm like, oh, man. yeah, Exactly. And and you know what? If if you do, I've, I've seen so many cases where people have got images printed by whoever. Like, you know, I'm not saying anyone specifically, but I've heard of situations where like, you know, say you get me to print your image. I print it and I give it to you and there's a dust spot on it. But you blame me. Don't mm-hmm. blame the printer. Make sure everything is spot on. If it's a case, you ask them to make a change or two in terms of like they think should brighten it a bit. If they do a test print and it's not, you know, send them a tip file, but don't expect them to have to go through and search out those spots. You know, Absolutely. if they need to make a little tweak to make the print nice and bright enough, don't be expecting them to go through images looking for little flaws. Make sure they're all done by you. 
Okay, so there was an extra bonus tip I'm printing there as well now from BG. Thanks very much for the extra advice. Bye. Fair play to you. Um, So, so hang on, I'm confused. Now, have you picked three images you have? I have picked three images, yes. Okay, so I've got to pick my last image. Yeah. All right, okay. All right. I was confusing my own rules. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, the third image I've picked is from Kerry. uh, And it's from a place that I was once. Dave Thompson, a.k.a. Car- Carpe Juglium, uh, Higginbottom on the Tinterwebs. Um, anytime I go to Kerry in the past, I'd always hook up with him and he'd jump in the van and he'd bring me to places. And typically when I'm in a passenger seat, I'm not really taking notice of how I get there. So I have no idea yeah. how I got there. Um, but I have been there and I've been there on a stormy day um, to take photographs of the Skelligs because you can see the Skelligs out from this pier. And it's a kind of a little hidden away cove and a pier, a very indescript pier and not very appealing and looking nice kind of pier. You know, it's concrete. You've got your metal yeah. railings coming down the side and stuff like that. But what this proves is that your long exposure can make something look incredible because um, he's taken a photograph here, which is probably, I don't know, I think it's more than 30 seconds, but it depends on the, the, the movement of the water. But you've got the pier on the left-hand side. You've also got the, the, the jetty that he's standing on. That's fading down into the water. Then you small bit of the waves that are breaking against the water. But then you're straight out to where you see is the skelligs in the distance. You've kind of got a dark sky. But then on the right-hand side, you've got the headland, which is where the sun obviously is lighting up. So you've got a good contrast between either side within the image. And obviously, you know, your eye is finishing up and wondering where they are. But right in front of them on the image, and... You can kind of make it out, um, but he's got a wide angle lens, so you can't. But I remember going down to there, you've got a set of, set of rocks that are just in front of that on the image, and you mm. get some cracking waves hitting off that. And you can get some nice waves that break up high, and obviously then you're taking your photograph with the skeletons in the background. It's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So, yeah, um, that's the image that uh, I picked. Uh, Seamus Cronin, Lynn Pier, County Kerry. Yeah, it's lovely. He got the exposure spot on. I'd love to know the exposure time of it. Um, it's uh, You can see as well as the sunny day. It's, it's quite difficult to do long exposures on sunny days. And I don't do I do not do a lot. I actually was looking out the window today and I'd seen like, you know, very fast moving cloud and probably should have went out and tried. Like it's, it's, a, it's a skill. I think I've only done like two or three long, like long exposures, like, you know, minutes. You know, mm. it's it's not easy. Like it's not easy. So it's trying to do it in the right situation and not just for the sake of it. So he's kind of got it all right. Tones are the tones are quite good. Um, you know the the detail is all there. You know, there's nothing underexposed. You know, so um, there's lovely obviously color in the water as well. So he he's got the whole thing spot on there. Yeah, and the horizon is straight as well. So you'd be happy on that one too. Horizon, like I it's it's like literally so i like started this group on facebook and i like you know it's up near a thousand members and it's all about helping each other out and stuff now i don't get a whole lot of time to go on but i still see people posting and other people pitching in with advice but like the number one thing always do like the two three things you always do i always do when i'm editing your lens correction your uh chromatic aberration click them to and straighten your horizon. Do not do another thing to your image until you do them. And if you're ever in doubt and you, you, you know, you think your eyes might be a bit funny, you know, go into the crop tool and bring the crop right down to the horizon and see, compare that straight crop line 
to the horizon line and see if it's straight, you know. Um, because even the, like I, I personally know it's the smallest, if it's just the tiniest little bit off, I notice it straight away. Um, so I'm always ultra critical of that. So, um, do just make sure that they're the three things you do before you even touch anything else on your photo. Absolutely, great advice. Yeah, I fully agree with you on that one. So, we both picked three images. We had one match. We almost had a second match, but we haven't. And Sounds no, like a dating show. Does actually, yeah. Does it? <laughs> I've started the podcast dating show for photos. Um, so you want to kind of sneak in another one there? You do? Yeah, like I want to just sneak in um a little uh a little shot here. Um, I'm just so uh it was of a red squirrel in Wicklow. And mm. I'm just going through it. Yeah, so um, it's Elaine uh, Kinsla uh, Higginson. And, like, it's beautiful. I actually seen my very first red squirrel in Wicklow back last, uh, well, in general, actually, last September. And in the particular forest that I've seen them, I've seen about seven or eight since. And they are absolutely amazing. They're beautiful. And this is a lovely shot of a red squirrel looking directly at her. And, again, I've tried to take photos with all sorts of lenses when I've seen them to absolutely like no success at all so like either i'm doing something extremely wrong or they're really hard to get now i do understand it's totally it's a totally different type of dedication to get these images but it's just a lovely image really really nice image and elaine's very um she's always very complimentary of, of, of not just mine but everyone else's image she's she's the first to you know always encourage and and, and compliment someone on their shots uh, on social media so um, I think uh, it's only fair to give her a little mention. I agree with you, and I think it's a lovely photograph. And you know what? From a wildlife point of view, one skill that I don't have, and I don't know if you have it or not, is patience. Because you have to stay still in the one spot and wait and be ready for the wildlife to come into that photograph. And I think that's where you're able to get that shot. Because if you see one and you're chasing it, then it's already alert. Whereas you want it to be relaxed. And that's, that's, I love that photograph as well because um, the squirrel is looking straight down the barrel of the lens. Um, yeah. And yeah. You know, to be able to get that shot is just uh, lovely. So, no, look, you're, you're, you're all right, by You can bring in that extra honorable, honorable mention. Um, I spotted the image as well, um, but I didn't pick it. But yeah, I think, no, that was uh, very interesting. We had some amazing mix of images actually there when we think about it. You know, I mean, we had astro, we had long exposures, we have wildlife, we've got moon shots. I mean, we got, you know, the, the Glendalock photo. I mean, it's phenomenal just to even think of there with the image that we picked, but also the fact that we almost had two matches, but we definitely had one match. Yeah, like, it, listen, it's a good thing that you have gone. It's good and consistent. Um, it, it's nice to have, like, a consistent amount of images coming through and not just, you know, images for the sake of it, but quality images as well. And, the, you know, it gives people something to look forward to. Um, it might sound silly, but I'd say a lot of people would, you know, look forward to the Sunday showcase to be able to just post in their image. Um, I know I posted in a lot. I didn't put post in last week, but like you're always thinking, just did I shoot something? Did I shoot something? You know, that's that's me. So I'm assuming you know other people are thinking the same. So it's a nice little thing to, to have going and to do this every now and again. I think it's really cool. Yeah, and you know it's it's interesting you say it because if I ever miss a week, I know it's it's ten past seven because I always get a message by ten past seven from somebody's going, "Where's the showcase?" Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's great in that way. And I think, look, you know, 
it's it, it's good you mentioned it there. It's, it's fantastic to have the community of people that are posting on the Facebook group. If you're not in the Facebook group already, just go onto Facebook, you know, type the Irish Photography Podcast. You'll be asked a couple of questions, mainly just name a host of the podcast, just to keep spam bots and stuff out. But then you can jump in, join the community. And it's actually great because people can have questions about photography as well, um, which, you know, put up onto the, the main news feed and then everybody else can help them on the answers too. So it's a great community. And thanks to everybody for, uh, posting the image this week if your image wasn't chosen you know next time um but the one thing i suppose from this now is i will create a poll of these images and i will put these images up and the community can vote for their favorite image and that image will become then the banner image for the photography or the Irish photography podcast uh facebook group so bernard thanks a million and thanks for the extra bits of uh, advice what we're going to do now is we're going to take a break we're going to come back and we're going to come back with our Instagram spotlight. So our Insta spotlight will be back after this. If you're enjoying this episode of the Irish Photography Podcast, why not jump back and listen to the back catalogue we have of episodes, where you'll get some great insights from fantastic guests, gear reviews, lots of hints and tips, and above all else, keeping you company while you drive or relax. Thanks very much for listening. Please consider subscribing, leaving a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Very welcome back to the Irish Photography Podcast. So, Bernard, part two of the show is when we pick uh, Instagram Spotlight to showcase on the podcast. And, you know, just to kind of bring us into that, um, on Instagram, we have a very, very active community. And I'm blown away every week by the amount of people that tag the Irish Photography Podcast and the hashtag or even at, because I get to see them all. Um, and I then pick out images and images that I like. I will then feature on a Friday in the uh, Irish Photography Podcast Friday feature. And it's something which has been really, really popular and it's fantastic to be able to see because it's making my life harder every week because there's more images to be able to go through every single time. But it's phenomenal to be able to uh, to see them. And what I'd like to do in this part is to pick uh, a follower of the Instagram page of the Irish Photography Podcast and we will look at their profile and go through the relative relative change in their photography but also the overall view of their photography and their style because we have some phenomenal people like i say that are posting on a regular basis so um for this week what i've done bernard is i've picked uh, somebody whose work you know when you see somebody's work and you know that it's their image mm -hmm. that's something yeah. that's happened with yeah. me uh with ian and i've actually messaged him a couple of weeks couple of weeks back as well that i knew it was his image the moment i saw it because he's got a style that is really becoming visible right now so um ian stronghill is our instagram uh, spotlight and his tag what should you call it on instagram is that what his handle name his instagram handle at ian underscore stronghill underscore photography um or as i call him ian weak mountain <laughs> <laughs> but yeah ian has some phenomenal photographs you know even looking at his bio here it's quite you know interesting landscape photographer since 2017 and in beautiful in search of beautiful compositions. So he's based in, in the UK, he's from Northern Ireland, I believe, as well. I think maybe uh -huh. I'm wrong, Ian. Um, maybe I'm wrong, Ian. You might. He he is now anyway. Yeah, you are. No, yeah, we've 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 called you our own by we're bringing you over from the Irish Photography <laughs> Podcast. Um, but no, he's got some phenomenal uh, photographs, and it's not anything either. But he shoots Canon, so of course you know I'm going to like his photographs as well. But I'm just um, going to sit this one out, right? <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, like I said, when you look at um, somebody's grid, you know, this grid to me, there's a sequence of shots that he's taken that have really, really strong presence on yeah. my phone when I look at them. Uh, the editing, composition, the subject, you know, 
they're really, really compelling. And again, for me, an image always kind of has to drag me in and draw me in to be able to go and look at what it is. And I see that a lot when I look at his uh, his work because he's got some phenomenal uh, photographs of all different varieties and types, by the way. You know, you've got some astro there. You've got um, some woodland there as well. You've got some fog conditions. You've got ice conditions. You know, he's out in some beautiful, beautiful areas. And yeah, I think, you know, his work is really, really good. Um, so yeah, I want to hear your thoughts, I suppose, as well on his uh, his Instagram grid. Um, so I, I re- like, this is not my type of stuff, right? But that's not saying you can't appreciate it. And I'm going to go to one uh, which, no, he might have posted more since before this goes out. But um, his image uh, from the Ogwen uh, Valley, the boathouse. And, yeah. you know, we've been there. And mm-hmm. do you know what I love about it? I love about he hasn't gone for like the wide angle landscape shot. He's found a lovely rock with, you know, he, he's made a, a nice, simple rock, give lovely foreground, leading you into this beautiful tree, which is beside the boathouse. It's a moody sky, no reflections, no nothing. But he's just rather than making the scene big and, you know, trying to make something pop that's not there, he's made the tree. He's made the whole image about the tree while fitting everything else in around it, but fitting it in very effectively. So I really love that shot. Um, I've been scrolling down through. He does shoot some Astro as well. So he's got some quite nice uh, editing techniques in Astro as well. Um, you know, I, I won't dwell too much on that because we can talk about Astro all day. I want to talk about the stuff that wouldn't necessarily, uh, you know, draw my eye to an image. And, and that's where composition is so important. You know, he's got some beautiful, I'm going to scroll right down. And there's one he has um, from the Royal Turnbridge Wells in Kent. And it's like an icy kind of uh, reflective um, image of a few possibly silver birch trees but the sky is absolutely insane absolutely insane so he actually posted it on the 6th of november and it's just mental like this the, it's a, the sky of dreams so like when i look at that image i'm like jesus you know if that was me i'd be racing around the place looking for something you know i'm probably not find it so he either knew about it or you know he's just very very good with the t- attention to detail um you know, this to me screams that someone was out for a wander for a sunrise to see what they could find. If that is the case, um, he he done so well. It's an absolutely stunning image and a sky that we can, you know, all absolutely dream of. As I say, he's got some beautiful astro, but his tree stuff is is really nice. And as I say, that's not an area of expertise for me, or nor is any part of photography, to be honest. But he's got these lovely roots as well so again when you talk about style he's got like so many images of these rocks and roots of trees and i know now if i see one of these i know it's going to be him so again it's 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 about his attention to detail he posted a lovely one uh of some roots but is i'm not sure is it a fallen tree or it's just the way the tree is grown and uh, posted on the 7th of march and it's a serpent tree and it's just beautiful. The light is gorgeous. The way the tree, which is fell on the ground or just growing out really weird, draws you into the image and away uh, to the light is just absolutely stunning. So um, re- really, really nice stuff. Is it the type of stuff I would shoot? Absolutely not. But that's what I appreciate about it. 100% agree with you. And, you know, a couple of points to add on that as well is composition. 
and leading lines and bringing somebody through an image. And we've mentioned a second ago when we were talking about the images on the Sunday showcase. But Ian, as you say, you know, like you have to have something to draw the viewer in. And then you have to have something for the viewer to want to explore more. And a lot of his images there, he's either got an anchor point to draw you in and then you want to see what else is there. Or he's got a very blatant leading line of a path or a branch. And it's leading something either that you, you'd walk past because you wouldn't photograph it. Yeah, but now exactly. You look at that, you go, wow, hang on a second. So it makes you think that what you can get. And some of the images I think he's taken here with the ice, there's one that he's taken on the 24th of January. And it's in the middle, what looks like, I don't know, a meadow or a bogland or something like that. But you've got a frozen pool of ice with concentric circles leading yeah. in and out from it. And that's what drags you in. That's what you see. But everything else is kind of nondescript. But that's enough because I know I'm exploring that area. And you know damn well that it's going to be cold. And, you know, you mentioned here about, you know, having something to, you know, have a style and you could spot it. And immediately you go, okay, I see some roots and I see some rocks. There's another image there um, which he has taken with some roots and some rocks. And it's absolutely beautiful. And it's one on the 29th of September, 2020. And it's a tree that's actually growing onto a rock. And the rock, yeah. I don't know how it's even able to support the life of it. But again, it's, yeah. it's not it's nondescript, but it's so intriguing that you want to go, wow, I want to go look at that. Yeah. And I want to, you know. It's, 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 it's crazy. It is beautiful. If I just go back to the image that you spoke about first with those, like with the ice in the foreground um, on the 24th of January, um, it reminds me, now I didn't watch it all, but I watched the title of Nigel Danson's video about foreground, you know, if you don't have a background, look for Nigel's foreground. Um, and mm -hmm. I was like, ah, you know, is like, ah, is like, to me, background's important. You know, I love my foreground, you know, and my background. But yeah. this is pretty much an example of what Nigel Danson spoke about. And it is that, you know what, he's got nothing in the background, but he's made that foreground dominate the image. So, um, I think that's beautiful. Um, last image I'll talk about is uh, one on the 12th of January. Beautiful, snowy, not too snowy scene. Um, and he's he's really done a lovely edit on that. Um, not, you know, just very minimal detail, very minimal detail of these uh, two trees um, which are growing. And I say it's either snow or it's very, very hard uh, frost on them. But it's just stunning. Uh, so that one's on the 12th of January. Yeah, you know, it looks some phenomenal uh, photograph. I think that's a horror frost or something like that, by the looks of it on that image, but it's really, really nice as well. Yeah, so look, um, Ian has kind of featured pretty much nearly every week on the uh, Friday um, feature. No, oh, Friday yeah. feature. Or feature right, Friday. Yeah, yeah. I call it? I can't remember. I, I either called it that or somebody else called <laughs> it. I can't remember. Um, but um, yeah, so look, it's the every Friday. So like uh, Ian would constantly be tagging the images and such like that. And he's always been featured because the images are so stand out. So again, Ian, thank you very much um, for you know, tagging every week. Congratulations on the Insta Spotlight. And you know, one thing I suppose in my defense, he is probably from the UK, he's probably from Kent, but like everybody is saying these days on Instagram, you don't, you know, geotag. So he could be actually in Mesa Arch or somewhere like that and just putting it down as being in Royal Tunbridge Wells, Kent. So yeah, we're still England. claiming you as being part of Ireland, even though you're in England, Ian, for this occasion. So yeah. And <laughs> I, I think it's important as well just to give his Instagram handle again, because when, you, when you're dealing with underscores and stuff, it makes it a little bit harder for people to remember. So it's uh, at Ian underscore Stronghill underscore photography. So um, very, very nice photographer. Fair enough, right? We'll allow him the Canon 
uh, thing. But um, yeah, <laughs> listen, we'll we'll work on that. Yeah, no, brilliant. And uh, look, BG, thanks very much, boy, for uh, coming on this evening and well today. It depends on what time somebody is listening at it. I always say this evening, but somebody could be listening in the morning as well, so it's completely off. So yeah, thanks very much for coming on this episode of the Irish Talkie Podcast. And again, thanks to everybody for putting their images uh, together, sharing them on Facebook and tagging us on Instagram. So uh, what's next now for you? You're busy these days actually doing uh, a few interesting things actually at the moment, aren't you? Uh, yeah, so um, first of all, I suppose I am, um, so last year through lockdown, um, I remember when we very got locked down very first, the very first time, I had an email from a camera club. I can't remember which one it was. And they just, we'll say Darren Spoon, the camera club, asked me to do a, a Zoom presentation of my work and talk about, you know, experience and like, stories and stuff. Um, you know, how much would I charge? And I was like, Jesus, charge? Charge to do one of these talks? And, you know, I do charge 50 euros or 100 euros to do a presentation face-to-face, you know, with the clubs and stuff. But I was like, do you know what? I says, I'm not going to charge. What I want to do is I will charge you 50 euros, but you don't give me that 50 euros. So what you do is put, give that 50 euros to a local charity to your club. You know, be it the do- cats and dogs home, food shelter, um, homelessness, cancer, whatever. Listen, there's someone in every club who is affected by something or knows someone affected by someone. So I said, you know, Darren Spoonie Camera Club, you're in Cork. So surely there's a couple of charities around you. So um, they were, that club was absolutely delighted and they didn't, they donated the money. So it gave me an idea. You know, we're all going to have a lot of time in our hands throughout 2020, which was obviously uh, last year. And um, so I, 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 I actually made out an announcement to say, listen, um, anyone, any camera clubs want presentations done. Um, and I said, listen, if you want, you know, with interesting stories, enthusiasm, little hints and tips you know i'll do it all and um, it'll be an enjoyable evening there'll be some nice videos and it will all be for charity so i don't receive any of the money you guys keep the 50 euro and you don't donate it to a charity close to you on my behalf so um i also encourage clubs then say listen guys you know um if you're in a position individually or as a club to help add to that you know feel free to do that and a lot of clubs did a lot of clubs did so i did about 40 talks um over the year about 35 talks over the year last year and it raised over two and a half thousand euros for various charities around ireland and the uk so i decided to you know what do it again this year and it's it's flying so far it's over 300 euro has been raised so far and just from talks not including any extras clubs might have given so it could even be higher, but guaranteed so far 300 euros because I don't chase every single person up because it's just too hard for them, you know, to try try and go and chase receipts. Yeah. And, you know, what I mean, so um, I did have one person question, oh, how do we know all this money is going to charity and you're not keeping it for yourself? I says, very good point, because I don't receive the money. I tell them <laughs> to keep it and donate it themselves. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think you'll always get that. Um, so, yeah, listen. It, the plan is to try and beat it this year and um, try and beat it. It's crazy. I was looking through my calendar. There's so many talks already and I have so many in the UK and it's so great to see everyone getting involved. So um, if anyone that is listening is part of any camera club around the world, not just in Ireland or the UK, around the world, US, mainland Europe, wherever, um, and anyone is looking for a Zoom presentation speaker, 
presentation of work, talking about hints and tips, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I would encourage them to reach out to me um, because it's for a great cause. And I'm going to try to beat the two and a half thousand target uh, last year as well. So um, if, if anybody has any any inquiries or, or does want to get in touch, they can just send me an email at burners at bglandscapetours.ie. Phenomenal and well done for the successes in 2020. And I wish you the best successes as well for the charities in 2021. It's a phenomenal idea and fair play to you as well for, you know, taking nothing yourself, but just your, giving your time. But more importantly, giving your stories. More importantly than that, given your experiences, because that's something, you know, that everybody, I said it before, I mean, everybody remembers the experience and you've had a lot of experiences to share from yeah. places that people can only dream about seeing as well. So fair play to you for doing those. Like, so, you know, one person asked, like, your business has been decimated over the past year, you know, 15 months. Why are you doing this? You need it more than a lot of other people. And the thing is, that's true. But... There's always going to be someone worse off. I still have a roof over my head. I'm still feeding myself every day. You know, I, I'm, you know I've, I've got some beautiful camera equipment lately and I'm not going to starve. I've got a great support network around me um, and, you know, I'm in a good place. There is so many people that not just forget the pandemic, before, pre-pandemic, that are in dire straits, be it financially or not being able to put food on the table or drug addiction or cancer and cancer, you know, for treatments. You know, so mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's it's not easy. There's always going to be someone better off than me, but there's also going to be others that are worse off than me. Hundred percent, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah. So fair play to you, boy. And like I say, you know, um, I'll put your details anyway as well onto the uh, the show notes as well, so people can reach out to you and they'll to hear your some phenomenal stories about uh, trips, which will get them hungry as well to, to see it for themselves. Because like you say, you can show people places. Uh, and you can give them hints and tips like you given in the podcast as well here this evening. So yeah, well done on that. Bernard, it's an, uh, been a phenomenal hour nearly of having conversation about other people's images. Um, but it's something I really, really enjoy. So um, thanks a million for coming on, man. And uh, yeah, I'll hopefully see you in the in the real kingdom, the only kingdom of Ireland soon enough. Now I have to end this because I'm in a whale. I'm in a whale talked area. You can't. Oh no! no I'm sick of and I say off, this man. every day. Slonga fall. Oh. Thanks everybody. Slonga fall. <laughs> hey guys, if you dig what you're hearing, why don't you jump over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts? Give us a five star rating and don't forget to share with your friends. With all that done, we'll see you next week. And remember, keep shooting.